you're listening to Spotlight on Broadway Radio. I'm your host, Jenna Tessa Fox. Since New York City began shutting down its theaters about three weeks ago in the wake of the COVID-19 coronavirus pandemic, a number of artists have started finding new ways to continue practicing their craft and to share their work with audiences in different ways. One of those artists is Todd Bonopane, who returned from the national tour to perform scenes and songs from musicals and plays in his bathtub using a shower curtain instead of a velvet curtain. He started with Bella's monologue from Lost in Yonkers, then went on to do Louise's monologue from Gypsy, Minnie Faye's from Hello Dolly, Dolly's from Hello Dolly, uh, Buzz's monologue from Love, Valor, Compassion. He sang Pretty Little Picture from A Funny Thing Happened. Uh, In short, covering a very wide range of styles and topics, Todd is with us today, remotely, of course, because we're all social distancing, and he'll be talking about how he is still performing in the middle of a shutdown and a crisis. Todd, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me, Jenna. I hope you're doing okay and surviving this. Oh, so far so good, but my (laughs) God, I'm I'm looking forward to the boring days again. Ah, so... Uh, so how are you, well, first off, how have you been doing? Are you, uh, you're doing well otherwise than, you know? Yeah, the- I'm alone in this apartment oh. and in Washington Heights and I came home from tour. We, um, we were in Wilmington, Delaware, which is a very cute city and I'm sad I didn't really get to experience it. Um, but they canceled us on Thursday for the rest of the week. And then said, go back to the hotel. We don't know what's happening. We may be playing Milwaukee, which was our next city, which we would fly to on Monday. And um, then they called us all in on Friday and said, oh, we're sending you home. Milwaukee's canceled. Um, and each, each city canceled separately. Um, but uh, we convinced our company manager to let us rent cars two by two instead of taking a train, which they wanted us to take. And I was home on Saturday at noon and I had so much energy and did not want to let myself get depressed. And so I just wrote on Facebook, if I did Bella's monologue from Lost in Yonkers tonight, would you enjoy it? And I didn't even think of doing it in my bathtub. My roommate and his girlfriend were here. They had, they left uh, two days later to go to her plate, her parents' house in Massachusetts. And sitting in the bathtub was the way I could get away from people talking so I could have some quiet space. And then I was like, wait, I have a curtain here. Wait, this is a whole thing. And I didn't expect to do more than one and just put something stupid online. Um, and while I think it's stupid, I take it very seriously. I really commit. Um, I just 15 minutes ago finished tonight's monologue, which is perhaps the most dramatic one I have done. (laughs) And if this doesn't get the gaze on my side, I don't know what will. Um, But yeah, I, I, people really respond to it, but I'll be honest with you. It's selfish. I'm doing it because if I didn't have this to do every day, I think I would have no purpose at all. You know, I like I'm an equity counselor and tomorrow we have a, a Colin council meeting and I'm so excited to have something on the books to do. And if I don't have anything to do, I just kind of sit around and worry. So, you know, finding these monologues and memorizing a monologue every day or searching online to find the accompaniment to some songs, or if I do them a cappella, it's really been 
challenging and fun. And I will say every time I start in the bathtub doing it, I think to myself, this is stupid. Why am I doing it? This is stupid. And by the time I put it online and people (laughs) just love it, it's it's fun and I like that people like it. And I hope I would still do it even if people didn't like it, but I'm not fooling myself. I like to be liked. And um, so if I'm doing a service for others, it started as a service for myself. Sounds like, uh, isn't that a line from Pippin? Uh, when I help <laughs> others, I'm, oh my God, you're going to do Frustrata next, aren't you? I can tell. <laughs> I don't so, know. That's a, that's a hard song to sing. Oh, you've got the voice. You could totally do that. It's also hard to do without the the um, the dance. Oh, there's the dance that. A big part of that song. Yeah. What yeah. were you going to ask? Sorry. I was going to ask. How do you choose uh, which monologues and scenes and songs to do? Um, I mean, at first they were just kind of things I've always wanted to do but couldn't do. You know, I, I think like three girls in my class at Michigan did that Bella monologue, and I've always wanted to do my babies that monologue but there's no reason for me to do it. And, um, and you know, I started, and then I reached out and said, what do you guys want to see? Um, and my mom, of course, has asked, can't you do a monologue for a boy? Because um, I'm mostly doing material for women, other than Pretty Little Picture, which I did for Sondheim's birthday. Um, and then I did Buzz's monologue in honor of Terrence McNally, who we lost. Um, I've mostly done female, I've mostly done material that's written for women. And my mom was saying, you could use it to audition. And I said, mom, I think the fact that I'm doing monologues and songs that I can't really do kind of keeps it pure. If I was like doing parts that I wanted to play and then trying to get people to like and contact the producers and send them that video, it wouldn't be pure. Like this is just me having fun and hoping people like it. So what goes into setting up each performance? Uh, you sometimes have other performers joining you remotely. Uh, Jen Cody played the cop and Annie for one. Yeah. Yes. Uh, how do you arrange that? How do you find the music for the songs and everything else you need to make the performance work? Well, um, I don't think I've perfected having scene partners yet. It's hard. Um, the best one I did um, I'm trying to remember which one it was. Kirsten Wyatt had like a line or two. Um, Oh, no, 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 no. What it was was Michael Buchanan, great actor Michael Buchanan, had a line or two in the Minnie Faye monologue. He played Irene Malloy. And so I just had him record them on his like, on his own phone and send it to me so that I could just play it on my speaker. The problem is if I hook someone up to my speaker through their phone, there's a delay And so it doesn't work. So I've been trying to put them on speakerphone and put them next to the device that's recording. It's not great yet, but like, you know what? I'm doing stuff in my bathtub. Um, As for the props, the props are enjoyment for me. For example, with Minnie Faye, the ribbons down my back were just toilet paper, which is also a nod to our lack of toilet paper right now. Um, I did reuse that toilet paper, by the way. Uh, for Pretty Little Picture, I made a lot of props. I actually drew an island. And then when you flip it over, it was the island in pink. And I made a buoy. And I had representing something representing the sails. I, I, that one was kind of my biggest um, production. 
But as for learning the songs, I so far have not sung a song that I didn't know. Last night I did Moments in the Woods from Into the Woods. Um, and I had to remind myself a little bit of the order of some of the words, but I am one of the biggest musical theater nerds. So these songs are all in my head. I teach a lot at the university level. And whenever I start a class, a performance class, I say, here's the bad thing about having me as your teacher. You will never get away with wrong lyrics in my class because I know the lyrics to everything. So like I perk up whenever I hear a wrong lyric. So I have most of these things in my head. Um, that's good. Although some of these monologues I'm learning now and it's hard, but it's fun. <laughs> yeah. How are you? There's not some, you know, two line, three line monologues. These are extensive. Uh, you know, how many of them did you know before and how many have you learned day of or week of? Um, I don't think I knew monologue wise. I didn't know any of them. The only, uh, song I'd ever performed before was Pretty Little Picture. Um, and the reason I did that for Simon's birthday is because I did it at a theater in Wisconsin where they recorded with a, a track with an orchestra in Chicago. And then we did, the show was tracked with that. So I literally have the orchestration to that that I could sing along to, which was pretty fun. Um, but for um, all the other things, uh, I've had to learn them. I've learned all of them on the spot. There's a, 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 usually the day of. I, I'll try to go to bed knowing which one I'm doing and read it through a few times because I feel like your brain absorbs things when you sleep. But, um, yeah, some of them are kind of long, and they're hard to memorize. I did uh, Harper's monologue at the end of Angels in America, Perestroika, which is one of the most beautiful pieces of writing ever. And... I really wanted to say it word for word. I mean, I always want to say it word for word, but this is Tony Kushner. And right before I put it up, I realized I said one word wrong. And so I just apologized to my Facebook post that I, I said saw. to Mr. Kushner that I got one word wrong. <laughs> oh, well. I think he'll forgive you. I mean, that was a beautiful <laughs> performance. That was oh, thanks. just gorgeous. So thanks. How many of these are from roles you've always wanted to play? I mean, primarily, like you said, these are uh, women's songs, women's monologues. Um, but are these roles that you hope you'll be able to do at some point in some kind of production? Or is this just for fun? No. I mean, the only thing that I, the only thing I put out there that I would just really love to happen someday is to do Buzz and Love, Thou Compassion. Amen. Um, I... I feel like I am the right person for that part. Um, they don't do it very much. It's, an, it's a large cast play. It's all male and there's nudity in it. So I think it's hard to get regional theaters to agree to it. Um, I guess it's eight people, but that seems large for a straight play where most people want to do, you know, two person plays. But I don't know. I think, I think with the loss of Terrence McNally, I think we're going to be revisiting his work again, as we should. Uh, and I, I, I read that play when I was 14 years old, I think. And I, I remember how scary it felt to read it. Cause like I wasn't, I came out to my mom when I was 14, but later that year, but to be in my room reading that book 
reading that script felt like I was doing something wrong. And it also made me feel incredibly not alone. You know, that these eight men get together every summer and, you know, they are family people. And that reading that play always meant so much to me. Um, I never got to see it, but uh, reading it was really special. It was. And again, your performance was just fantastic. So, uh, You're so nice to me. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm not saying anything that isn't true. Just know that. Um, so okay. the window behind you has different props every evening. I wanted to ask, how do you decide what goes into that window for every performance? Um, well, when we started, uh, I had just gotten back from tour and I, I shared this apartment with somebody, but I have my own bathroom, but clearly he had been using showering in my bathroom, whatever. I don't care. And, um, there was just, there's a shelf in in the window that you can see. And there was just some stuff in there and people commented like, cause I think there was like head and shoulder shampoo and people were (laughs) talking. They're like, but you don't have dandruff. And I guess the line is supposed to be exactly. But it's not even my shampoo. So I, start, I realized that people started noticing it. So then I started, you know, changing what I put in there. And uh, I'm trying to put less and less in there because I started, like, I would have, like, three objects in the window. I'm going to run out of things to put in that window. So um, sometimes it has something, like, oh, for Into the Woods last night, my roommate has a stapler that is a hummingbird. <laughs> So I was like, there's birds in Into the Woods. I'll put that behind me. Um, when, I did, when I did Roxy from Chicago, um, there's a lot in the window there. But one of the things in the window is a bottle of wine. So the most recent time I played Amos in Chicago was in Tokyo uh, this past summer. And the girl playing Roxy is like the Julia Roberts of Japan, Ryoko. She's unbelievable. But nice. her opening night gift to us was... Her, her wine with a picture of her on it. So I took that home from Tokyo and I put that in my window as kind of a way to honor her. Um, tonight I have um, a GI a package GI Joe figure in the window. There's no reason, rhyme or reason for why. I just knew I wanted to put it up there at some point. Um, yeah, my my friend was trying to put some up on Reddit to like he said no they'll love it on Reddit. And then I sent him one and it was the one that I had an Elizabeth Warren sticker in the background. And he said, Oh no, no, this is Reddit. Don't put anything political or people will come for you. (laughs) I've never been on Reddit. I've never been interested in Reddit. So I was like, Oh yeah, let's not make people hate me. Hey, good idea. But personally, I like the Warren sign as well. So, I mean, there's, there's that. Of course. (laughs) So do you think you might continue the series even after the theaters reopen? I don't know. If I do, it'll be like a once a week thing, you know, because hopefully, hopefully when we can, I'm going to really want to get out and see people and see nature. Amen to that. I'm not not an outdoor kid. I love staying inside and watching soap operas with my mom when I was a kid. But boy, do I miss outside right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I miss people so much. I feel like I'm gonna hug strangers when this is over. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, I think we all will. 
Yeah. But once a week, you think just as a way to get to do those monologues and scenes you haven't get to, had a chance to do otherwise? I don't know. It's not a promise because I don't I know. I don't know if it's something I could have pulled off on tour. Um, so I don't know. Um, we'll see. We'll see. Right now, it is the right thing to do. And I hope to do it as long as this lasts. I just like, you know, was making a, a brand new list of monologues I need to do. And we'll see. I'm trying to uh, also track down accompaniments or... Um, karaoke tracks some i have done acapella and i think like doing tomorrow from annie acapella was totally great because it was like i got to sing it the way i wanted to see it, sing it and it was in my key and it actually meant a little to something because it was it was early on it was the fourth or fifth day in quarantine for people and people were really scared and not that people aren't really scared right now but i think people have just kind of gotten used to it mm-hmm. so so after all of these videos, is there one that has a particular meaning for you, something special that uh, that you've got in your heart? Oh, I don't know. I um, I love them all so much. I wouldn't do things I don't love because people have given me recommendations of things to do, and I'm just not interested in some of them. <laughs> um, I don't know. Uh, I'm. Right now, I'm I'm putting something together um, with Miguel Cervantes, who is playing Alexander Hamilton right now. We're trying to someone's gonna edit it for us. We're doing the final number from Henry and Mudge, which oh. is an off Broadway show I did for Theater Works. I took a leave from Spelling Bee to go play a dog for 450 bucks at the Lucille Ortel Theater, and it was truly one of the best shows I've ever been in. And it's really hard for me to get through it without crying because it's just so hard on its sleeve sweet. And um, I guess that's what I would say right now. Awesome. And beyond Henry and Mudge, are there any other pieces that you're working on? Oh, yes. Well, I've, I've gotten a lot of volunteers from wonderful musician pianists that are laying down tracks for me now. Oh, amazing. So um, I believe I'm, I'm going to try and go to the Rite Aid tomorrow. I don't try to go often, but I have to go anyway. And I will buy some ace bandage so I can make a turban so I can be Norma Desmond. <gasps> oh. <laughs> I don't always do costumes, but there are some things that kind of lend themselves to it. So I don't think you can be Norma Desmond without a turban. Like Absolutely. Expect it. No, that uh, is... I need to- that I is the 11th commandment. What's... <laughs> I might have to draw a brooch. To put oh, my in the... God. I love <laughs> it. <laughs> I have drawn so many things, and I am not a visual artist at all. But I keep drawing things because I, we don't have access to anything. And all sure. I have is what's in my apartment. And my printer isn't working, so I can't print oh, all the no. pictures right now. <laughs> oh, no. Well, it's fine. I mean, t- to that end, talking about necessity being the mother of invention, drawing brooches, things like that, what would you say this whole experience, not just for you and what you're creating, but the way other people are creating art, what would you say this whole uh, experience for this community has said about 
the way we create art? Do you think it will be a sea change in the way we create theater and in the way we create theater to engage with other people? Will we do more digital engagement like this or virtual engagement? Or do you think things will go back to the way they were? I think it's going to take a while to get things back back to the way they were. Um, I think theater is necessary, but I think it's going to be a while before people want to be in a packed, sold-out theater. So um, I think we may have to move to some kind of tickets to streaming things. Um, I know that's what happened with some regional theater shows that, uh, for example, there was a production of Amadeus at Syracuse Stage, and its opening night was its final show. Oh. And they knew they knew that, so they filmed it very well and then sold $35 tickets to stream it. And they made quite a bit of revenue off of the streaming. Theater is meant to be experienced live. I, I think the only things that come off well on film were like the original Into the Woods and Simon Park with George. Somehow they were just filmed so brilliantly, and that was my only way of seeing them anyway. But... I, I do think that theater is meant to be experienced live and there's nothing like the, the experience of experiencing something together. Theater is supposed to be a social occasion and social occasions are going to be hard for a while. Um, but I do think once we are completely in the clear, people are going to want to be around people. I mean, I have to warn all my friends that like, I'm going to hug them and not let them go for a while. Amen to that. Uh, Todd, thank you so, so much for your time and for your feedback and your insights. And I look forward to seeing your shows, uh, well, your live shows when they're back. And until then, I look (laughs) forward to seeing all of the, uh, the bathtub theater productions. Thank you so much. I adore you. I've known you a long time and you're one of my favorites.